Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Material Projectile <laughs> Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I'm, uh, But I am looking into, for the uh, Anarchist Guild, a potential copyright infringement federal lawsuit um, against the Department of Homeland Security. Why is that? Well, they seem to be using the word uh, anarchist uh, quite a lot. And I, I think they're actually using it to describe themselves. But we'll talk about that a little more later. Well, you know, I took a picture last night. Um, I put it on the Facebook page. I don't know if you saw the group page. No, I didn't. Okay, so there is this page. There's this picture that is the... So there's this ice cream shop that I pick up from. Okay. That is uh, That I pick up, you know, food and stuff from. And... When I pick up the food there, it's the revolution. It's like a the revolution place or whatever like that. I don't remember. I don't remember the actual name of the place. I forget the name right now, but they're called Revolution. And this is a lefty ice cream shop. Oh, okay. I got you. In, in Tampa somewhere. And they go, are you ready for the Anarchy Challenge? It's $39, right? Oh, it's yeah, six yeah. six pounds of, it's 24 scoops of ice cream. And if you complete it, in 30 minutes, then you don't have to pay any money. But if you don't complete it in 30 minutes, it costs you $39. And so are you ready for the anarchy challenge? Yeah, you know, nothing says communism like uh, using capitalism to promote gluttony. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's all right there. I mean, it's a cool place. Like, actually, right. you know, the funny thing is, is like, it's a really cool place. It's one of the weirdest things. It's like, were you ever a fan of Rage Against the Machine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're a decent fan. More but, of a rise against fan along that same vein. Okay. Yeah. You know. Um, but I loved Rage Against the Machine when they first came out. Right. And I'd never maybe put it all together, but I went back and started listening to like like really listening to the lyrics of those songs, and it's so funny. Well, not funny, but like it's so telling as to what's going on right now. Is that it's almost like the killing in the name of soundtrack for for Rage Against the Machine, right? Was taking as the marching orders for what's going on right now. Yeah, kinda, kinda, and I I could see where um it may be um I don't know I, I've lived so much of my political life agreeing halfway with everybody <laughs> that it's like okay you're communist but you want to tear down the government I'm cool with that part we can agree on that you know yeah so um. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of going back to our. I, I don't care about people's motives anymore; just what their actions are. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, we I think and I I we disagree on that aspect quite a bit. Actually, that's that's one of our key points of disagreement it's a, it's almost tactical, universally. It's a tactical disagreement right now because I think that you I think you have to look at their motives and realize that if they get their way, you're fighting them next. No, see, I honestly, well, perhaps. I mean, basically, I view. I'm going to say about ninety, ninety nine point two percent of the planet is just useful idiots. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So, ninety nine point two percent of the politically involved people out there are just useful idiots. Yeah, you know, uh, the other uh, point. Um, I'm going to say about point eight percent are just exceptionally dangerous and then there's me <laughs> so that's pretty much how the breakdown is yeah <laughs> there is literally no one that not a single person on the face of the earth that i align with completely politically i feel i i i'm i'm to the point now where look when i first got involved in politics I really thought that we that are that, that this ideology represented the majority of the people. Did you really? 
I really did. At the end of the day, I really believed that. And maybe it was very just naive. I think it was. Well, I, I, I don't know that I ever believed it was a majority, but I, I thought it was a significant portion. I was the th- A third was always the number I thought in my head. Yeah. So I thought we represented a lot more people than we actually do. Oh, yeah. And come to find out, and maybe it took all of... I, I think that 16 was definitely a year in which that got knocked out because you saw a lot of people that we thought were with us when it came to like the Ron Paul thing. And, and you know, like, like a lot of people that were Ron Paul people, I thought would never in a million years go down the road that they went down in 2016 with being like all in for something like for Trump. Trump. Yeah. Right. Like here's the, or thing. the, or the ones that want total lefty. Yeah, yeah. Or the ones that went total lefty. Yeah. Like I never thought I'd see the divergence that I saw. So that was part of it. But 2020 was the, really the, like if the coronavirus killed anything, it killed that in me. Yeah. Like yeah. that really did. Like that well, was the, it was, I mean, I was already on the hospital bed anyway, but this one, you know, flatlined it. Well, <laughs> one of the things, and this is going to sound arrogant as hell, but I don't care. Um, one of the things that it proves is that how much of politics is people following personalities, not ideologies. And what I'm going to say is the reason that all those people back in the day came together and stayed together were, again, going to sound arrogant as fuck, but it's the truth, was the strength of our personalities. They were following us, not the ideology. And when we stopped being involved, that's when so much of it splintered. You know, that's not true for everyone, but it was true for the fringes. You had the middle third that that shared the ideology, but I think a third on either side could have gone way left or way right, but they just liked us. Huh. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, Or yeah. they stuck around because they hated us. Well, you know, there was that group too. But I think, and that goes to show why everything is so screwed up because it's i think we're still at a level of human evolution where we follow we are most people are followers and it's not ideas that they follow so much it's individuals it's people it's groups it's tribes and so that's why you know you have these tribes that even though the ideology change, people stay with them because they're not in it for the ideas necessarily. They're in it for their team, their team, their cult of personality, you know, that sort of thing, Um, which is, you know, you know, here's the thing, too, which is why a a left wing ice cream parlor can engage in capitalism and gluttony and seem like it's all okay. (laughs) It's just because they're just that's their team. You know, that's all. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's in one place in Tampa. Right. Nice, and really, the really nice place and they're really nice people, you yeah. know, like I, I, you know, and it's a cool looking place. They're they're you know, it's a very unique little area. It's in uh, Seminole Heights, I think is what it's called or something like that. Yeah. Or Tampa nice Heights area. Or, yeah. So, well, here's the thing. That's one of those areas that they would call that they would call gentrification, though, because you got people that are selling their houses. They're they're revamping those houses and then they're flipping them to some, you know, some new people. Right. So, you know, they got these, because they, well, they have some it, really charming houses in there. In Seminole Heights, I mean, if that's gentrification, it's been going on for decades because that's been a nice area for, you know, a really long time. Mm, it, well, I mean, maybe I'm talking about a different place then. Okay. So maybe it's a different place. But there's something that has been talked about in the mainstream media this week, or not in the mainstream media, but in, in circles that, I, in some of the media that I listen to, about something that came from the African American history museum that uh, this is a, a wing of the Smithsonian. This is a wing of the Smithsonian government sponsored, right? That they put up this thing that says aspects and assumption of whiteness and white culture in the United States. This, and this is just glorious. This is, by the way. this is one of the like, let me get to the point of it later. So let's just talk about yeah, it. First. Just, just, just read, into read it. the infographic. I'm going to read I mean, the just infographic. Start, start there. Yeah. White dominant culture or whiteness refers to the way white people and their traditions, attitudes, and ways of life have been normalized over time and are now considered standard practices in the United States. And since white people still hold most of the institutional power in America, we have all uh, intermarg. Uh, I can't even internalize internalized. Okay. It's hard to read because it's not exactly there internalized some aspects of white culture. 
including people of color. So what they're going to, what I'm going to do now is go down all the things that they consider to be white culture. So by, but by that definition, the opposite would be black culture is the way that the Smithsonian is putting this out. The, but for, first of all, I, I have to stop you there because I do object to the use of white and white culture. Um, I prefer that we use Blanco American <laughs> or uh, PONC, people of non-color. Okay. Okay. So, you know. It's all right. The punks. The punks. Okay. Yeah. So, this <laughs> but is, for that, we're, I, I think you should continue in that vein and, and just actually quote from the, the infographic because we don't want to take away from how racist this is by using the term white. Okay. Yeah. Because I want to get into all of it because all of it has something. Okay. So, the first one, the top of the, the top of it, the thing they want you to focus on the most that absolutely defines white culture, yes. according to the Smithsonian rugged individualism. The individual is the primary unit, self-reliance, independence and autonomy, highly valued and rewarded individuals assumed to be in control of their environment. You get what you deserve is what is in quotes. The next one, family structure, the nuclear family, father, mother, 2.3 children is the ideal social unit. Husband is the breadwinner and head of household. Wife is homemaker and subordinate to the husband. Children should have their own room. Be independent. Emphasis on the scientific method, objective, rational, linear thinking, cause and effect relationships, quantitative emphasis, history based on Northern European immigrants experience in the United States, heavy focus on the British empire, the prime, the the primacy of Western Greek, Roman and Judeo, Judeo Christian traditions. That I will agree with. That's about the only thing so far that seems, you know, I have no objection to. But do you have a problem with them actually doing it, though? But here's the thing. That's some of that. Well, hold on. Let's before we get into that part. Go ahead. Protestant work ethic. Hard work is the key to success. Work before play. If you don't get your if you don't meet your goals, you didn't work hard enough. Religion. Christianity is the norm. Anything other than Judeo-Christian tradition is foreign. No tolerance or deviation from single God concept. Status, power, and authority. Wealth equals worth. Your job is who you are. Respect authority. Heavy value on ownership of goods, space, property. Future orientation. Plan for future. Delayed gratification. Progress is always best. Tomorrow it will be better. Time. Follow rigid time schedules. Time viewed as a commodity. Continuing. Holidays. Based on Christian religions. Based on white history and male leaders. Justice, based on English common law, protects property and entitlements, intent counts. Competition, be number one, win at all costs. Winner, loser, dichotomy, action orientation, master and control nature, must always do something about a situation, aggressiveness and extroversion, um, decision making, majority rules when whites have power. Communication, the king's English rules, written tradition, avoid conflict, intimacy, don't show emotion, don't discuss personal life, be polite. Continuing, I think there's a last part here. Oh, no, I think there isn't a last part. That was it, I think, yeah. Okay. They're viewing everything that I just talked about as whiteness, but also as something to, like, as something bad. Yeah, yeah. and, And by the implication here is that people of color emphasize the opposite of this right which (laughs) fuck you i mean that's infuriating i I mean think it think of this think of this if you're uh you know i i don't know if If you're black if you're a black kid or a latino kid or an asian kid or a native american kid and you're going to the smithsonian on a field trip and you don't identify as white and you start reading all these things and these are perhaps the things that you think are good things, the things that you should aspire to in a lot of cases. Uh, not 100%, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to say about 80% of those were aspects that everyone should aspire to. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, maybe that's just my whiteness coming out. I don't know. But I think that, you know, objective, rational thinking and uh, hard work and uh you know planning for the future and rugged individualism 
I, you know, I, I think those are kind of good things, things that you should aspire to. As a human. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it has color, nothing to do with race. That's, yeah, exactly. Color doesn't matter in this aspect. Yeah. Like, the last one is be polite. In, you know, <laughs> in, in what world where is being polite a bad thing? Yeah. I mean, there's certain situations where it's no longer called for to be polite. That's true. But in, in your normal, average, everyday human interactions, being polite is a really good thing for everyone to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah. I, when I read this, I I couldn't look. I when I first heard about it, I couldn't. I like this isn't true. There's no way this is true. And then I went and wa- I listened to it, and I'm like, look. Here's the thing, Adrian. And maybe you will disagree with what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. But when I first got involved in in, in dealt in, in politics, and when you ran and got involved in politics, and we were when we were you know going down this road, right. Race really wasn't something that we would discuss a lot. No, no. But that you, you have to understand it. That was at a point in time where it, it felt like like <clears throat> from the 80s on, it felt like America was on a everybody realized that, yeah, it wasn't perfect and there was still racism, but it felt like it was getting better. It kept because getting, it was it kept getting better and better and better. And then like Obama, when Obama was elected, it seemed to me like, you know, look, we're we're 90 percent past that hurdle. Yeah. You know? And then all of a sudden it just like backlashed on us, you know, and it seemed just to, to fall all apart. I mean, there was always the issue with police brutality. That was always an issue. And it did seem that, you know, uh, cops were much more violent and aggressive towards blacks. Period. End of story. Even though the statistics show that they killed just as many white people as they do black people. Yeah, I think if you do it by percentage of the population, though, I think it's, it's a little bit higher on the. It's on a little bit higher side. on yeah, the black right. side. But it's not. Like, it just seems. It, it always seemed more egregious that way. Yeah, but it also is. More, but that is also much more of a socioeconomic problem than it is a racial problem. Regardless, so the, yeah. the the point is, is is at that time. You know, say 2008, 2009, 2010, you know, even up until a, a couple of years ago. Yeah. It seemed like things were getting better. We were in the, we were going in the right direction. Uh, you know, Obama was in office, hated his politics. But, you know, I, I thought the the fact that, hey, we elected a black guy. That's that's a good that's a good step forward, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, so I always thought that was a you know good thing. But so I, I felt like things were improving at that time. Mm hmm. Um, so it was like it, it, it no longer felt like it needed to be a, a a first and foremost issue. Yeah. You know, and and it wasn't just us. I mean, it, nobody was really talking about it as a political issue. Well, with the exception of Jesse Jackson, yeah, because that's how he makes his living. But here's the thing. And Al though. Sharpton. But but you're right overall. But there were people that were talking about the issue that we never I don't want to say we willfully ignored, but we definitely didn't pay it any attention on both sides. Yeah, I, I again, I guess I if I'm trying to honestly look back and evaluate, I think that I just viewed those folks in both directions as kind of the the fringe, the, fringe, the outliers, you know, same as me, yeah. same as me. So. Um, and but they more weren't. so more so with the, you know, the 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 sons of the Confederacy type. Yeah. Back in those days, I was able to I was willing to give them more of a pass as just, eh, yeah, you know, old Southerners, whatever, you know. But I honestly felt like, again, I felt like at the time that, oh, well, they're probably not really racist. It's just, you know, the, whatever. But what seems to have happened is it's it's welled up on both sides. So that means that. It was percolating there for a long time. Yeah. You know, and and then you had a media that was willing to stoke those flames. Yeah. Yeah. And it only took a spark because the police were always because we never solved the problem because the problem was never solved. Are you talking about specifically the police problem? The police problem. Yeah. It's never been solved. No. And it's still not going to be solved. No, it's it's still not even getting any better, really. No, And none of them want to solve it. Like, neither side wants to... If you look at what the bills are that were going on in Washington that were going to address the police brutality stuff. Right. Neither side actually wants to make it work right now. Both sides are trying to leverage it for their next election. Not just eh. if you're talking about the 
politicos. No, the poli- yeah, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, elected yeah, officials. Yeah, the politicos, yes. Okay. I'm not talking about your average up and down the street person that's just going out there to protest well, because they are trying to put their voice to be heard in order to try to get some changes. My issue, you know, the issue comes. Well, hang in, on a second. Okay. There are so many agendas. Oh, that's true. Too. There are so many agendas that you can't even say what any specific group believes or wants or what their motives are, or what their objectives are, because it's literally all over the place. Except. If you go back to this, if you go back to this infographic, this right. infographic is very telling as to what they want for their, if you're going to, if these people who are looking at the, the race as grouping people together, if they're the collectivists, right? And they're collectivizing, you know, people of color, black, Latino, whatever, and they're bringing them together. This document is more telling, which is why they eventually took it down after like a day. They took it down. Okay. But taking it down after a day is not eventually taking it down. That's, oh shit, we got a lot of backlash from this right away. Yeah. Now, maybe it was up for more than, maybe it was up for more than a day. But at any rate, this is, if you're black or you're Hispanic or anything like that, you should be much more, you should be much more. Outraged, mad, outraged, because what they want from you, this is the people that are in charge of the African-American History Museum, is they want you to be not individual. They want you to be dependent upon government. Exactly. They want to take away everything, every everything that you could do in order to make yourself a success. They want you to stop doing it. Immediately, everything that you could do in order to get yourself out, if you're in a bad situation, everything that you could do to get yourself out of the bad situation, they want to to take away from you in order to make sure that you are able to be controlled. You know, it's funny. A lot of times when somebody's pointing at you, there's three fingers pointing back. And when you hear guys like Joe Biden say that they want to put you all back in chains, when they were talking about Mitt Romney, Right. In all reality, <laughs> what Joe Biden was really saying was, I don't want to I don't want you to get rid of the chains that I'm putting on you. Right. Because it's people like Joe Biden and it's it's laws that Joe Biden has sponsored and have passed that have put more black people in jail than anything else. Exactly. Like yeah. if you look if you look at what and again, if you look at the median um, income now for African Americans, it's actually pretty high now. Like it's getting, it's again, there's a disparity there, but it's getting a lot better though. Like more people are being free and not dependent on government, which is, I think, one of the reasons why they're trying to double down on it right now. Because you may start thinking yourself that I'm getting out of this. Well, I think you're putting a little too much into this infographic. While as as completely offensive as and absurd as that was uh, coming from the uh, uh, the National Museum of African American History and Culture, um, I don't think that you can take that and and apply that to the motivations of all of government. Um, you know, this is probably just some some you know. Uh, curator that uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 28 year old curator that just got out of a ultra liberal uh, arts college that you know was studying uh, uh, you know cultural studies you know what I'm saying Um, so the fact that I I don't think you can even though I'm sure that that attitude is out there and it's reflective of what a lot of people in power believe I, I don't think you can say that this is part of some grand you know government plan or anything like that but it is a it's a it's a peek into the philosophy of many of them of many people now hold on the data source for the chart is named as judith h katz who is the executive vice president of the Khalil Jamison Consulting Group. Katz's landmark book, White Awareness Handbook for Anti-Racism Training, 1978, was the first systematic training program to address racism from the white perspective, states in her bio page. Also on the whiteness page, the museum states, thinking about race in a very different for non-white persons living in America, people of color must always consider their racial identity whenever the situation due to the systemic and interpersonal racism that still exists <laughs> you know that is in my book the definition of racism like by saying well when you interact with someone you have to understand that you're white and they're black yeah 
Because Why? racism was going away. But <laughs> right. we are the most racially tolerant country in the world. That is true. And we are now the most racially talent tolerant at any time that we've ever been around. It's it's been way worse before than it is right now, right. which I think is why you're seeing this this rising up of this because it's no longer the people that are out there stoking the flames. It is no longer about equality. It is about revenge and it is about consolidation of power that they see an opportunity because we're so racially tolerant now and because people are so afraid to be called racist. So as a society, we have anybody that's considered a racist is a pariah and is excommunicated from society for the most part. God bless them. I hope they're successful. Exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I agree with that. No, no. I, I, I hope they're successful in achieving all their objectives. Oh, well, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not at all because it's going to cost a lot more lives and it's going to create much more dependency because, they look, they have destroyed... These people in their quest for power have destroyed the African-American community in some aspects that despite even their attempts to destroy, they have still allowed people, you know, people have still risen up, but you still have a lot of people that are controlled by government and they're controlled by government because the government has wanted to control them. Right. Oh, yeah. Without Just like question. they want to control everybody. Look, there's a segment of white people that's the same way. Like, it's not even like they're only doing it to black people and not doing it to white people. There's just as many, if not more, white people on government assistance, on government handout programs that are living, you know, like, like they are, but they're breaking everyone down. And this is how they're doing it to black people. And I think the thing that, that, that makes me sad about it is I, I don't hear. So many of the, like any black person that actually says, no, you're wrong. And this is this, they call them white. Like, yeah, like they dismiss the black people that are actually telling them that they're, that this is going wrong. And they're now utilizing one of the, they're utilizing one of the power centers. Like they've taken over this power center as well as all. And that's the other thing they've taken over all the power centers. I'm sorry. If you had to say something, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. But they've taken over all the power centers. Another link that I'm, I'll put on the page um, or I'll put in the show notes. Who is they, though? The people that are utilizing these actions in order to solidify power. And, and, and But, like, name some names. Who do you think this is? Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. Um, I wouldn't even put Obama in the mix. Um like the people that were in charge of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, if you look at uh, now, see, I, I, I don't cats woman. Yeah, I, I, you know, like they're, they're it's I don't feel like any of those people have any real power. That's but that's how they have real powers, because you don't think that mm. because they're not the ones that have to be out front right now. And again, you go down the road to Soros and all the rest of them that are financing a lot of this stuff. And I do think that, the, that you have the big money, some big money interests of people like Soros that do put tons of money into these causes that can fuel, you know, with financially some of this stuff. Right. But also some of it is just... I actually haven't seen any hard evidence of that, but I, I haven't looked either. Well, I haven't no, investigated I haven't, it. I mean, I haven't looked a whole lot on this stuff. I mean, so I, in that aspect, I haven't. I just, I look at it as like there are... I will say also this, when I mean they, there are people that believe in the Marxist ideology that are now pushing that Marxist ideology forward and have been doing so for quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, But again, I think you're falling into the fallacy that there is a grand scheme to this and an organized plan to this. I think it's a lot more random and sporadic and chaotic than you're giving it credit. I I think you are falling into the trap of assuming that a small group of people has more power than they really do. Um, I, I think the only real high powers in this country have to do with wealth. You know what I'm saying? I don't think like I, I think the only thing that Jesse Jackson and, and Al Sharpton can do essentially is to go out and, you know, motivate and steer people into a certain direction. 
You know what I'm saying? They can stoke the flames just like the media can, but that's about all the power they really have. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I, and again, Marxist is a component of it. There's a lot of people out there that are, you know, uh, rioting in the streets and, and protesting and stuff like that that have Marxist ideology. Um, you know, there's people out there that are rioting that have uh, a, a variety of ideologies. But I would say, yeah, the Marxism is probably a, a, a fairly large component of it. Well, remember, that's the one that was that is organized. How so? Well, I mean, the Marxists are all pushing in the same direction. So in that aspect, they're organized in that way. How, how do you mean? I mean, they all have the same goal at the end of the day. Which oh, is oh, create... right, right. I, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily, even though they have a shared goal. Yeah, but do you got to coordinate if you all, if you have a shared goal, do you really have to coordinate the goal then? Well, yeah, I mean, there's... Not really. I, I have a shared goal with them, and that's anarchy, and that's, you yeah, know... Yeah, but their goal is an anarchy, though. They have a different definition their of anarchy. Their temporary goal is anarchy. Well, I mean, it's not... Right. You got to remember, though, that their goal is 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 the... And again, at this point, I'm looking at it as it seems to, and again, just the way it seems to me, that equality is not what is looked for now. It's revenge. Partially. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does seem like that. A revenge I, I mean, for a slight that none of these people, like, again. Oh, you're not, going to reparations then. Well, not just, it's not just reparations, though. Right. Look, there, there was a guy that was the, and again, this was in, it was in Reason this week. There was a guy that was the head of the San Francisco Art Museum. Okay. And he said that, well, we're still going to collect white people's art as well as other people's art. Like, he basically was saying that we're going to not just, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, people of color and a well-diverse thing, but we're still going to collect white people too, though. Like, you know, just kind of making sure that, just adding that on. That's good to be included. Yeah. He was, he resigned because they threatened, I mean, they called him racist and like a Nazi for that, for something as, as like, there's nothing controversial in what he said. He was there for I don't 20 know, years. Have you seen some of that white people art? <laughs> some of that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but he, like, they drummed him out because of that. Anybody that is looking for an all-inclusive approach is being drummed out. They're not hey, drumming out the racists anymore. I got kicked off of Facebook this week for talking bad about white people. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I got, I got, I got a temporary ban from face, uh, Facebook because I I satirically said uh, you white people are evil. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, I got banned. I, I just, I'm looking at this right now, and especially this infographic. Like, this infographic was almost one of the most telling things that I've ever seen because, like, if you're... It is, it is shocking, but I, I think as far as... as you know, I think you might be reading a little too much into it, but by the same token, it is horrific. It's it's horrendous, and it, that should be far more offensive to uh, uh, pox than punks, without question. Yeah, because here's the thing: Do you know who agrees? Can you say pox? I guess. Do you know who agrees with this infographic? By the way, who? David Duke. Yeah, right. That that's a very good point. You know, that's a funny thing is that same infographic you wouldn't have to change anything if the KKK or Aryan Nation put it out. Yeah. They would literally be saying the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, I it, that's that's a hell of a point. That's racist. Yeah. It, it yes, exactly. Exactly. It is so blatantly racist. I, yeah, I I just that, that's what I'm saying. I am offended for for non-whites uh, by that. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? It's, you know, like, what? you can't say that there hasn't been injustice on black people in this country historically. Right. Because there has been. Right. Slavery, well, there's, there still is some. And there's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, there's still reverberations of it. Yeah. But we're better than we've ever been. But also, the, like, we've spent already trillions of dollars on social welfare programs that were there to help all the poor. And those are those are rookie numbers. We got to pump those way up. I guess we do. Yeah. But if you look at this, there's still but there's all kinds of racist programs out there now. One of them being um um I can't believe I can't remember the name of it right now. Um the quota system. The right. Universities. What are they what are they what's that called? Um oh god, yeah. Yeah, right. That thing. Equal. Affirmative action. Yeah, affirmative action. Right. That's a racist program. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a racist program. Like, what we need to do is to, we need to create a society 
that is much more that, that views people as the individual, not views them as a group. Yeah. Like judge people based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. You know, there was a famous person that said that. I'm wondering who it was. I like that guy too. Yeah. Oh, I, I wondered who that was that said that. Like, are you, it wasn't a honky, you know, wasn't a cracker that said that shit. That was a black guy. Right. Like, we should be moving towards that, not moving towards what they're moving it towards. And they're going to hurt the people they're going to hurt is there is, is black people is, is, is Hispanics by making them dependent on government and easily and easily able to control. We don't, we, that's not a whiteness thing, man. That's a fucking human thing, right? You know, human freedom. That's what it's all about. You know, it's, it's, it's no, no, that's racist. That's that's white culture that's right there. Be. Freedom, that whole freedom thing. That's a, that's a white thing. That, that's what they're saying. Though. Yeah, you're right. That is what they're saying. Yeah, I just, I, you know, we don't have enough discussions. Like me and you, we don't probably have enough discussions to talk about race at times. And so, right. and I'm kind of like I don't like doing it too much though because I almost think it's assumed that like well we don't believe that so what would be right why do we need to bring it we already solved that problem like in all reality most of the solutions that they bring forward in order to solve these racial problems don't actually ever solve the freaking problem anyway no. like here's the thing if you want less black people to get arrested then get rid of the victimless crime laws in the drug war because the drug war has disproportionately affected black people and has given the police an excuse to go into places that they never should have gone in but if you got rid of the drug war then you get rid of the problem or you could abolish government or you could abolish government yeah. you always have that too yeah start with the police you know, that's a good sign. You know, and again, the, the qualified immunity thing, which the Republicans are stupid as crap for not getting behind right there. I mean, some of them are. And the Democrats don't give a crap of it anyway because they don't really, they, like, they're, they want, when they want the employee, the, the, the public service unions, in order to have their back, they're going to support their stuff and they're not going to get rid of it at the end of the day. Like, the problem still won't happen even if you elected the people right now that are trying to come to the forefront saying that it's a problem. Because if you think about it like this, George Floyd died in Minnesota, in in Minneapolis, right? Is that was it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you know who's in charge of Minneapolis? It ain't the White evil people? Republicans. It ain't the evil Republicans. Sorry, it ain't them. It's the Democrats who are in charge of that. So the people that are out there trying to get your vote right now, they're trying to secure your vote. Instituted a system that got George Floyd killed. Now, instead of blaming government, they're saying it's systemic racism. But how can it be systemic racism there? You run the system. Change it there then. You can't blame Trump for that shit. It ain't his fault. That shit was happening before Trump. And you know what? Police are going to fucking are going to kill people after fucking Trump. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks to Trump, um, they're going to do it a lot more quietly and a lot more on the down low. Yeah. You know. It's kind of like Barack Obama with the wars overseas is that he ended up just saying, we're not going to send troops in all these different places, even though he ended up doing that. And then we just started drone bombing more people. Right. Right. You know, but that must that keeps it out of the limelight because you have a media that's totally culpable to 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 abiding by whatever they're doing. Again, they you know what the biggest problem with the media is they they lie about everybody, but in one side they lie to give one group a pass, and in the other one they lie to conceal what the other side's actually doing, so you can have an honest discussion on the issues. Right. Yeah, and it's it's a complete reverse depending on who you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like Obama instituted all these programs, Joan bombed an American citizen for Pete's sake, like, and they never did anything. Trump, on the other hand, does anything and it goes down the road. I mean, don't get me wrong. Trump does some really screwed up shit. Trump makes a whole lot of mistakes, but the, some of the stuff that they accuse him of doing, I have to defend Trump because he didn't do it. Like your argument against him is null and void because you can't like... It was the same problem in the LP with 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 the goat boy. <laughs> goat boy. You couldn't if if you lied about what he was doing, then you can't you can't have an you can't you can't fight that. They're expecting you to lie. You have to tell the truth. You have to be honest with people and let people make up their own minds and their own decisions on these things. But they don't want you to do that. Like it's it's like the other day with what the it's what the uh, the secretary uh, the 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 new. Uh, the new secretary. So there's a new secretary, some hot blonde chick that uh, some secretary hot, of uh, the the press secretary. Oh right, right, for right. Trump. Yeah, I know you're who came about. out that was basically saying is that the science isn't going to get in the way of us bringing kids back to school, and then spent five minutes basically explaining that the science is on their side and that you can open, reopen up the schools. It's not going to get people sick. That there's ways to do this in order to make it work. The media says, 
all they quote is the science isn't going to get in the way of us opening up the schools, right. making the assumption that they didn't say they're ignoring the science. They, they're ignoring right. the science. That's what they're doing. And and the entire media apparatus yeah. went on full overdrive for something that this woman didn't freaking say. Right. Right. Like you can be against. Here's the thing. You could be against the federal government mandating and dictating that everybody open up their schools in their states because the schools should never be a federal decision. It should be a state decision. I agree with that one completely. Actually, I agree with getting rid of government schools altogether, but that's a different story for a different day. So even if you went down the road with this right here, that 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 my argument with them is that the Fed shouldn't be involved to begin with. And Trump is talking way out of his league when it comes to he's going to cut funding, even though he should cut the funding anyway. But for the media to wholesale lie about that, I look, if the media said that the sky was blue, I'd go outside and look because I would never believe what they say. You can't, especially headlines. I, headlines have, and we, we've talked about this in a few shows recently, headlines have become completely... Uh, at, at minimum misleading in a lot of cases, and in some cases completely intentionally false. Yeah. Like like exactly what you're saying. The press secretary says, we're not going to let science get in the way of reopening schools, and then explained how the science shows that we should be okay opening schools. Um, but they're just going to take that headline. And even if they, they go into detail, and in paragraph nine, they actually tell the truth about the story. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter because they know that 90% of the people only read the headline. Yeah. Maybe the first paragraph. Maybe. Um, if you're lucky. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that, you know, the dishonesty in media right now is, is just, you know, on an epic scale. Like, There's no place that you can go to get objection, uh, you know, to, to get it from an objective manner. No. Like, there's no place no. really to go. Everybody's got their bias for the most part. And the Internet is being scrubbed, too. Yeah. You know, the, the, the algorithms are being modified so that you're being steered into certain uh, types of information. Uh, like, for example, uh, Google came out uh, yesterday and said they're going to uh, demonetize uh, any site that provides information on coronavirus that is not the uh, generally accepted uh, scientific consensus. <laughs> um, so essentially, they're, they're taking away those company's revenue streams now they didn't specifically say that they're going to bury them in the search results but you know that's going to happen too yeah you know well here's the thing you know that's going to happen right so what you have is is you have a it's interesting because we are already actually past peak internet we are past the point where the internet was an open source of information because what happened is it, it, it maybe i'm going to say like Ten years ago, the Internet was the perfect open source of all information. Um, today, because there was a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of disinformation, now what we have is we're making the move to controlled information. Mm -hmm. So only the, um, and it's not even the necessarily the government-approved narrative, it's the the collective-approved narrative. We're, we're kind of moving into... Uh, a technocracy, if you will, whereas the the scientists and the tech, uh, you know, the the information technology companies are the ones who are actually uh, determining the narrative. And that's a that's a rather terrifying thing. Um, you know, so it's it's no longer even the government doesn't have control over it. It's people with their own specific agendas and generally it's it's revolving around scientific consensus but scientific consensus these days is a highly politicized and b highly monetized so you have a situation where the information that you have access to uh while in in nine times out of ten the scientific consensus is probably going to be the right answer but in those 10% of cases, the scientific consensus is going to actually be steered by a political motivation or a uh, the prospect of financial gain. Yeah. And those are the ones you have to out watch out for. Um, because whether it be, you know, like a lot of global warming information, um, if you study global warming and you are getting government grants, which just about anyone studying global warming or climate change is, um, you have to 
agree with the general consensus or you will lose your funding. Yeah. So that's an example of the science being steered by financial incentive or political, you know, being uh, politicized. That's a, a combination of both. Now, when we talk about uh, coronavirus, there are billions and trillions of dollars potentially to be made on um, various industries revolving around coronavirus. And a lot of the people who are telling you what you should do and what the, the scientific consensus is have a stake or are funded by people who have a stake in those outcomes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's there's so much to distrust. And then again, the people who are providing the information have a stake in it, like Google, like, um, you know, the various news um, sources, the gatekeepers of the information have a, an agenda, you know, as well. well so and they and they want their and the thing is this with your peak Internet that you talked about before is that the gatekeepers no longer had the gates. They no longer had the they weren't the arbiter of, of access. And so now they're right. trying to utilize these systems of control in order to get their to get their to get their to get their control back. Correct. Yeah, it, because uh, there's been so much consolidation, um, you know, whereas uh, before, you know, uh, 10, 20 years ago, there were 30 different search engines you could check out. Now, now it's Google. Now there's essentially one. I mean, there's other ones out there's, there. There's other ones out there and there's other ones that I use. But, you know, but you still use Google. Uh, of course. Yeah, uh, because it's it's. They index more information than anybody else. But now that information is disappearing. I'm noticing now that the search results um, that, you know, something I would do from two, three years ago and a search result today, completely different. Yeah. You know, on the same type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm one of those people who is I understand the algorithms behind, you know, how searches work. Well, and you're an observant person. Well, not to mention, I'm, you know, I'm an IT guy. I'm a programmer. Uh, you know, I, I do. I used to do a, a ton of search engine optimization and stuff like that. I studied these algorithms, how they yeah. work. Um, and I can tell you, they are changing dramatically with the results that come up. Don't. And the same thing, all the social medias, they're they're uh, censoring information. Um, you know, so it's a it's, it's a very, very strange time. You yeah. Know? It, it sucks. It really does suck at the end of the day. Like, and that, I wish it wasn't the case. And that's the unfortunate part is even um, if we do, if all these various different groups and Marxists and Nazis and whatever are successful in destroying government like I hope they are, um, we're still going to live in a world that's uh, th then we just become a, a basically a corporatocracy, you know, where the corporations control everything, at least for the time being. Maybe some way we can crush all money as well that would be good yeah so we need to destroy governments and we need to destroy money so i, I think we can pull that off yeah <laughs> not to not to do not to do a shameless plug with this but this is also one of the reasons why when you do find media outlets that you like and that you support that you need to financially support them and that why if you like what we do you got to be a patreon we're going to set up the, we're going to set up another one for the people that don't like patreon we're going to set one up on podbean too i haven't done it yet but i've been so busy that i haven't gotten to that part yet but we're going to set up a patreon but or something other than patreon but for right now join patreon even two dollars a month and you can become an unattended baggage member uh, you'll get swag again. I got the books in from Adrian. I still got to get the boarding passes. Done. I signed it by the way. I, yeah, they're all autograph books. Yeah, they're well. all autograph books, and you signed them. Oh, and God, I, that and, and you're actually taking us out too early. We got ten minutes left. Uh, I want oh, no, to. I was just saying that to say it. Oh, okay. Well, we can we can plug again at the end. Um, I want to. Speaking of my book, I want to bring up something uh, coming out of Portland um, this week that is God so identical to my book yeah i hate to keep bringing that up but it's just another thing yeah in portland uh you have unidentified federal agency uh, agents basically grabbing protesters off the streets and throwing them into unmarked vans taking them to undisclosed location and detaining them without any charges without access to legal representation um and then essentially just releasing them they're just basically, you know, black bagging these people. And it's it's <laughs> it turns out that it's the Department of Homeland Security doing it. But, yeah, they're just snatching people off the street. I mean, they're literally kidnapping people and they're not charging them with any crimes. They're, they're not saying that they have any probable cause for doing it. It's just federal agents grabbing people, throwing them in vans, taking them uh, to, you know, uh, bunkers somewhere, making them talk. 
And if they don't talk and they ask for a lawyer, they eventually just let them go. No charges, no nothing. That's all confirmed, huh? Yeah, that's all confirmed. In fact, the the city of Portland has now told the federal government to get out. They said, we don't want you on our streets. You you stay inside your federal buildings. And the ACLU is now suing the federal government over this. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's it's literally. So that's why I said uh, at the beginning of the show, they're actually accusing the protesters of being violent anarchists. In fact, in the justification that the the interim head of uh, the interim secretary of Homeland Security um, put out, they used the term violent anarchists 70 times. OK, <laughs> uh, so I actually uh, sent a little note to the uh, Department of Homeland Security today asking them to clarify because, you know, here's I see uh, Department of Homeland Security agents uh, snatch a kidnapping people um, throwing them in unmarked cars, unidentified. And these guys don't have badges. They don't have name tags, nothing like that. It's just guys in, in essentially, you know, uh, battle dress uniforms, camo, um, snatching people off the street, um, throwing them in vans, taking them away, um, you know, roughing them up, questioning them, and never charging them, never allowing them to call an attorney, anything like that. So I had to ask the Department of Homeland Security when they're talking about violent anarchists, were they talking about the protesters or were they talking about the federal agents? Because it seems like they're both uh, have a total being violent and have a total disregard for the law. You know, there is nothing constitutional about any of that. And I don't care where you stand on the protests or the protesters, but that is 100 percent completely unconstitutional. They cannot do that. And you want to know what's funny is one of the justifications under which they might be doing it. And that you Trumpeters, uh, Trump ordered this, by the way, um, and that you Trumpeters are applauding the thing that gives Trump the power may actually be the National Defense Authorization Act of 2012, Section 1021 and Section 1022, which allows for the President of the United States to use federal authorities or the U.S. military to indefinitely detain U.S. citizens if they are considered to engage in acts of terrorism or other belligerent activities. So I remember all and a lot of you same people, a lot of you same people stood in conference rooms and on you know various venues where I gave a presentation and a speech regarding President Obama signing the 2012 National Defense Authorization Act into law and discussed sections 1021 and 1022. And you were there saying, oh my God, we have to fight this. Oh my God, I can't believe that they would do this. How the federal, the federal government can't do that? That's unconstitutional. You were mad as hell when that black Democrat signed that law. Now that the white Republican is using the law, you're totally down with it. Same fucking people. And that's why I think all of you are a bunch of uh, useful idiots. Because all you're doing is stoking the flames that is eventually going to destroy all government and make for a better world for everyone. So keep it up. You're doing a great job. (laughs) I hate people. I just hate people. I hate all y'all. (laughs) <laughs> we don't hate everybody uh most of you yeah but the ones that sign up for if, the... if you're laughing right now i don't hate you if you're angry right now i probably do <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference he, you know here's the thing you have to have a problem with the okay look in Portland, there is definitely some destruction of property that is going on right now. Thank God. And that these people are doing it. Now, if somebody destroys and infringes on the rights of somebody else, then, you know. They, they They're sh- mostly federal building. Whose rights are they infringing on? <laughs> I guess yeah, <laughs> right. you are You know what? They're infringing on my already wasted tax dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking burn it down. For You know what? For As far as I'm concerned, my tax money is best spent using those buildings as fuel for bonfires. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know what, man? I, I don't have it. I was going to, I was going to tell you, I had an argument with you on this one, but after, right. you, after you explained it, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I don't even care anymore. I don't even care anymore. You know, that's give why. me some marshmallows. It's, it's, it's so, just give me marshmallows. It's so funny because I, 
we were talking about this before and and this time is it's pretty depressing with everything going i mean just every time i walk outside and see you know throngs of zombies wearing masks uh, because they're afraid of a virus you know that's depressing and then when i turn on the news and see what's going on that's depressing and it's just but the silver lining is that you know you gotta walk through a whole lot of shit before you get to your destination and maybe just maybe this will get us to a good destination. Sometimes you got to, you know, wade through it to get there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hopeful that that's what this is. It's either that or a full-blown race war. Not even just a race war, man. Just an everything. Just, it, 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 I don't even think it's that. I think it's everything just devolves into everybody hates everybody. Which is ironic because then everyone will be like me because I've already hated everybody for a long time. You know, it's just like I, like this week. This week, I spent a fair amount of time in downtown, in like in Tampa, right? You know, and some of that time was spent in the hood, right? And I really just tried to be as nice to everybody as I could possibly be. And you know what? People were nice back. Yeah, and it was didn't matter the skin color, didn't matter what else was going on. Everybody right. was just you know. Like just trying to make it, you know, everybody's just trying to survive. There was no incident that happened. Nothing set anything off. Nobody tried to, you know, say anything to me. And again, it's really easy right now that you could make fun of what I'm where I'm out there because I'm literally in the smallest possible car that you can have with a picture of four girls, white girls with cleaning supplies in their hands saying another girl fights the dust as I'm delivering food around it, <laughs> yeah. honestly maybe nobody says anything because they, they they probably think the balls that this fucking guy's got to have in order to drive that car around and think that he's okay maybe we should steer clear of him i think you just totally confuse everyone <laughs> you yeah. think so yeah it's just like that, that fucker gotta be crazy he's gotta be <laughs> yeah hey, he's gotta be one of those crazy white people yeah that's yeah. gotta be what I like it is it. Maybe what it is. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Because I still even get mad, even like, because I, I did it. I went to Checkers and uh, it was in the, like, right in the middle of the hood, too. Right. Like, th- th- there wasn't a white person in sight. Like, it was just me. Like, off of 22nd or. I don't remember the name of the street. But yeah. It was down there. And I go to, I, you know, knock on the window. First, I go to the one drive thru. They wouldn't even let, let me in. They go, go to the other drive thru. So I go to the other drive thru. And then I go there and they're like, well, we don't have that order. It's right here. Here's it. No, we don't have it. And then walked away. I sat there another five minutes. And because I'm like, she's like, well, hang on. And then they went back to just doing things. I'm like, so eventually I'm like, hey, are we canceling this order? What are we doing here? Right. You know, finally they did. And finally I canceled it and moved on. But. Oh, really? Yeah, I just canceled it and moved on. Because, you know, sometimes you got to do that. I don't cancel enough, to be honest with you. This right. actually one of my problems. I don't cancel enough. But at any rate. Um, well, don't you get uh, uh, dinged for that? For canceling too much? For well, canceling well, too much. For, you get for canceling for. an order in general. Uh, no, no, because it, it's, you know, it's it, normally I'll call cause I'll still get paid for it. Right. But being on, being on hold takes a long time too. Right. So I probably get dinged a lot less than others do. Uh, people, people cancel a lot more than I do. Oh, so what happens when the person who ordered the food, they just get a notice that said your order has been canceled. Yeah. For various reasons. Oh, hmm. like there's some, and there's some places that refuse to serve you. Right. Like because they have the cards now. Like they have these things like, like, right. Yeah. You told me about yeah. that. It's like a special credit card that can mm-hmm. only be used at yeah. restaurants. I got three of them. Yeah. I got one for Instacart, one for Postmates and one for Uber Eats. No, but at any rate, but when driving around there though, just, and I think I'm gonna spend more time in those communities just because I don't know why, but just, you know, actually they're way busier. Like they're way busier. People are wasting a whole lot of money on the food service thing. Like I always think like, cause I get, you know, like I said, I'm getting an average of, you know, about 10 bucks a, 10 well, bucks a trip. Well, you know, I, you probably should because according to the, uh, you know, Smithsonian, they're all into instant gratification, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, that should be promoted. That Right. Exactly. Unbelievable. I, I still can't believe that, man. I like, I still can't believe that they, like whoever wrote that, like, well, you said who so wrote racist. it. It was, it was yeah. like a woman that was like a professory type yeah. that wrote well, a lot of books. That's got the her. information from, I think. Oh, so we don't they, know who they, wrote the infographic. That's yeah, just what they used for I don't know who put the infographic together. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at any rate, hold on. Did I bring up the G.I. Griffin thing? Uh, you touched on it very, very briefly. Br- okay. Yeah. Before we go into the second hour. In the notes, or look up G. Edward Griffin, Creature from Jekyll Island speech on YouTube from like 1994. Yeah. 
And in that speech, great speech, great speech. It was like yeah. an hour long, but in and at the end, he talks about the power centers. Right. And that's what we're looking at right now is that the power centers in this country have been completely taken over by people with this ideology. Yeah. And I, you don't care. I, 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 I don't do. even really see it. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I just don't care. I don't care enough to even consider it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> at least one of us does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll get over it. Could it. be a waste. Yeah. Yeah, you still think that there's a you know separation between left and right politics, so yeah, you know, little bit, little bit, little bit. Yeah, I mean, you you were still mad that uh, you know people aren't blaming Democrats in Minneapolis, but you know. well, I wish they would blame the proper person. Yeah, well, yeah, who cares? But you're wanting to just blame government. Yeah, blame government. That's the proper person. Yeah, yeah, that'll solve the problem. You're not necessarily wrong there. I'm. I rarely am. Rarely am, my friend. But. All right, everybody, this hour number one is in the bag. It's in the can. And hour number two is coming up. If you'd like to hear hour number two, though, go to patreon.com slash unattended baggage. That's patreon.com slash unattended baggage and become a member for as little as $2 a month. You can sign up and get the extra hour of the show along with show swag. We'll see you on the other side. See ya. See ya.